I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello! Welcome to another week. Of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. We're back, guys. Surprise. We're back. I never leave. Johnny. Ooh, there is a conspiracy theory about The Shining. I should do that one day. Yeah. Cool. Have you seen The Shining? Of course not. Why? Like, as it's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, why did I ask her that? It's not. um, The other night, Julie was like, I'm watching it. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) What time was it? (laughs) It was like, 11 8 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. By the time I finished, it was 11, and I watched an episode of Friends after it. Just, you know, like a palate cleanser before bed. Yeah. Yeah. Katie did not have dumb. the palate cleanser. She just had the, the thoughts of clowns. I mean... Which she is terrified of, yeah, by the way. To be fair. Uh, I am not, so... Hello. Um, I have another conspiracy for you this week. No way. Um, that... A conspiracy theory? Yeah, I thought we might. Yeah, something yeah. different. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, it's getting late. Um, not about clowns, I promise. Thank Not goodness. about The Shining or Stephen King. This is about... Oh, it's a little war. Dorothy Kilgallen. Dorothy May Kilgallen, born the 3rd of July 1913, was American journalist and television game show panellist. After spending two semesters at the College of New Rochelle, every time I read New Rochelle, you know what goes through my head. New Rochelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Rochelle. <laughs> uh, she started her career in journalism shortly before her 18th birthday as a reporter for the Hearst Corporation's New York Evening Journal. I'm already loving this lady. Kicking goals. Yeah. Before she's 18. Amazing. In Arguably 19... has done more than I have. What is it? 30, 1931? 19, yeah, day. something like that. Amazing. She's killing it. Anyway, in 1938, she began her newspaper column, The Voice of Broadway, which eventually was syndicated to more than 140 papers. Mm. And for those interested... There is a sample of this on Google News, and I've popped it in the show notes. Very nice. Um, it's cute. It's it's a cute little column. Um, Killigan's columns feature mostly mostly show business news and gossip, but she ventured into other topics such as politics and organized crime. She wrote front page articles on the Sam Shepard trial and later the John F. Kennedy assassination. That's just a little taste of what's to come. On you, Dot. Um, now, from what I can tell, Dorothy was either a total boss bitch, or mm-hmm. as it has autocorrected into here, a booze bitch. Either. I mean, I'm okay we don't know. with. We weren't there. Or a bit of a Karen. Oh, I hope she knows Karen. <laughs> I, but I actually think I'm leaning towards boss bitch, because uh, this lady rubbed people up the wrong way. Like, like actually rubbed, or just like. Uh, Metaphorically rubbed. 
said, really. <laughs> um, maybe a bit of both. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so I'm just going to, there's a few little things here. I'm just going to give them in chunks to okay. you. So this is the Frank Sinatra feud. Once upon a time, Killigan and Frank Sinatra were fairly good friends, but they had a falling out and she wrote a multi-part 1956 front page feature story titled The Frank Sinatra Story. In addition to the New uh, New York Journal American, Hearst owned newspapers across the United States ran the story. So that, like, potentially up to 140 newspapers ran the story. Woo! Up to. Maybe it wasn't. Thereafter, Sinatra made derogatory comments about Killigan's physical appearance to his audiences at nightclubs in New York and Las Vegas. Because he's a fucking pig. We know that. Mm. Like, that's historical. That he's a bit of a fucking pig. If you want to shut a woman down... You do should. it in public and not to her face. And about her appearance. Yeah. You can't shame her intelligence. No. Because yeah. you would be wrong. So he stopped short of mentioning her name on television or during interviews for uh, magazines and newspapers. But, you know, like, he, he, people know who you're talking about, buddy. Maybe don't mention her at all mm. in television or newspaper articles. Anyway. So that's one little high-profile celebrity that she managed to piss off. Yeah. The uh, And to be honest, the Frank Sinatra story was probably true. Look, it might be another conspiracy theory. Who Maybe. You? We'll have to look at it. <laughs> Sam Shepard murder trial. That's a dun, juicy dun. one. It's not too scary. You're okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with, like, crime. <laughs> <laughs> so, in short, Killigan covered the 1954 murder trial of Sam Shepard, a doctor convicted of killing his wife at their home in Cleveland suburb of Bay Village, which kind of just sounds like a Cleveland suburb that you'd find here. Um, well, Cleveland is by the bay. Yeah. It's, uh... The New York Journal American carried the banner front page headline that Killigan was astounded by the guilty verdict because of what she argued were serious flaws in the prosecution's case. At the time of the Cleveland's jur- the Cleveland jury's guilty verdict in December 1954, Kill- Killigan's sharp criticism of it was controversial and a Cleveland newspaper dropped her column in response. So they weren't used to someone being like, hey, that judge is wrong Mm. because I was at the case and he's wrong. Mm. (laughs) Um, Her articles and columns in 1954 did not reveal all she had witnessed in the uh oh Cuyahoga Cuyahoga Oh, who knows? Cuyahoga County Court of Common Pleas. Nine years after the verdict and the sentence, and after the uh, judge who'd originally presided over the case had died, she claimed at an event held at the Overseas Press Club in New York that the judge had told her before the start of the jury selection that Shepard was guilty as hell. Mm Mm-mm. Good. hadn't even selected the jury before he'd pretty much made up his mind. Yeah. Um, this, of course, was of interest to Dr. Shepard's attorney, who'd been petitioning for his retrial and release. Eventually, he was released, and Dorothy had a champagne party to celebrate. Interesting. Do we ever find out if he was guilty? <laughs> for real I mean, or not? like, that's effort I don't have to go into, because it doesn't <laughs> relate to Dorothy. Uh, are you ready for the most interesting story? Mm, yes. Kennedy's assassination. 
Killigan was publicly skeptical of conclusions of the Warren Commission report. I can't punctuate. You can do it. I'm going to start again, though. Killigan was publicly sceptical of the conclusions of the Warren Commission's report about the assassination of President Kennedy and Jack Ruby's shooting of Lee Oswald, and she wrote several newspaper articles on the subject. On February 23rd, 1964, she published an, um, an article in the New York Journal American, her fave, the main paper, you know, about a conversation she had with Jack Ruby when he was at when she was at his defense table during a recess in his murder trial. Mm-hmm. So she like went up to his table and was like, buddy, what's doing? Give us the goss. Um, she also obtained a copy of Ruby's June 7, 1964 testimony to the Warren Commission, mm-hmm. which she published in August, 1964 in three installments on the front pages of the New York journal American, the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Seattle post intelligencer, which I didn't think was all right <laughs> and other newspapers. So she got a hold of this Warren commission testimony, which is big deal. And then published it. Mm. Um, most of the testimony did not become official officially available to the public until the commission released it its 26 volumes of hearings and exhibits in November 1964 around the time of the first anniversary of the assassination mm. yeah she's a boss bitch she's pretty she's gutsy so she's a boss bitch hey push those boundaries she really watch. did but i hear you ask that's not really a conspiracy so i did ask that how did yeah. you hear it? <laughs> I'm going to stop here, mm-hmm. give us a short interlude, and then I'm going to tell you what's going on. Oh, boy. Hockey dokey. Artichoke. Yeah. <laughs> on November 8th, 1965, Killigan was found dead in her <gasps> Manhattan townhouse. Her death was determined to have been caused by a fatal combination of alcohol and barbiturates. No. Where have we heard that before? Uh, Marilyn? Marilyn. Mm. Mm, probably a few others we haven't covered yet, but mm, interesting. Was her death an accidental overdose, suicide, or something more sinister? Mm. Okay, well, let's say this was an accidental overdose. Sure. Mm-hmm. Could, happen, Could happen. But... Dorothy was found lying in her bed with a book. Her glasses, which she required for reading, were not on her face, nor were they within her reach. The book was one that she had told friends she had already finished reading, and she broke one of the golden rules for girls. She still had a makeup on. <laughs> I've slept in my makeup before. No! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have never in my life... I've, I've had a nap in makeup, but I've you never... You like, cut home, like, real late, and you're like, I just can't. Nope. I'm nope. just going to go nope. straight to bed. Nope. Nope. Never. I have. I can't deal. I could never deal. No. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Most... Even when I'm, like, at my drunkest and, like, slamming doors through the house because I don't know how loud I'm being and ordering, like, Maccas at 3 o'clock in the morning... I will hop in the shower, have a full shower, wash my hair, and wash my makeup off before the Uber driver gets here. Then I'm wide awake. 
Oh, see, I don't have this problem. I, I can sleep at any time. Yeah, see, don't have that. I could have, I have naughty, what I call naughty naps, which mm-hmm. is like I'll go and have a nap from like 4 p.m. till 7.30 p.m. What? Wake up, have dinner, have a shower, go to bed at like 11 or 12. You're crazy. I know. That's amazing. It's magical powers. Actual I magical powers. Yeah, well, look here. Now you have them. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you if they work tonight. <laughs> oh, dear. So, well, for me, that raised some red flags. <laughs> Now, I haven't mentioned Killigan's husband because, as I said before, Dorothy was a boss bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did have a husband by the name of Richard Colmar who lived with her. He was at the apartment at the time of her death and, according to reports, he didn't find her body until noon the next day. What? Yep. Clearly they weren't sleeping in the same bedroom. Yeah. Um, there were rumours of an affair on her behalf with singer Johnny Ray and maybe uh, could it be a crime of passion? It could have been. Perhaps a jealous fellow reporter may have thought, um, you know, maybe it's time for some different stories on the front page. Maybe it's time for my story to be on the front page. I feel like there's an awe coming. Probably not. (laughs) Um, I have a name for you associated with this case Mm -hmm. that we all know. Mm. Old mate, Mm. Jay. Edgar Hoover, Hoover, head of the FBI, ordered an investigation into Killigan, not into Killigan's death, Mm. but rather prior to her death, how she managed to obtain testimony from Ruby that had been considered top secret. You remember that thing she put put on the paper Mm. in three parts? Yeah, that. Um, Could her determination to reveal the truth behind Kennedy's death and throwing some suspicions towards the FBI seal her fate. I mean, it's probably the one I'm leaning towards. Yeah, it's not looking good. Was 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 Marilyn FBI as well? Or was that mostly Kennedy's that we had suspicions on? No, there was a bit of FBI yeah, in there, so I feel. I think there's just like a whole, everyone's working together to cover up everything. We'll pop it deal. all in a mix bag, label it mix bag, and shake it up. Yeah. Yeah. A little um, bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, then again, she was also pointing fingers towards the mob. Of course she was. Would it be the first time the mob killed someone to silence them? Yes. No. Yeah. This would be the first occasion. Uh, this story doesn't really have a satisfying ending, unfortunately. Of course not. But, really but like every part of the Kennedy assassination... Of course it doesn't have an ending. Of course it doesn't have an ending. And look, even like last year, we did a whole month on JFK. This lady, her name did not appear. No. Not once did her name appear. Um, so yeah, it's it's a puzzling one. I would really like to hear what other people think. If they think, do a little, have a little dig yourself because there is a lot on this, on, on, on Dorothy Killigan on uh, the interwebs. Have a little dig. See if you think it was maybe her husband, because there was an affair there, or an alleged affair. Yeah, but like everyone was having an affair around that time. If you died in your house, suburbs away from me. Yes. It might might take me till noon the next day to realise something's wrong. But I would probably realise by like 8pm that night if you'd not responded to me that something was wrong. Yeah. This guy lived in the same house. Was was in in the house. house. Was he in the house the whole time though? 
It doesn't was go... Was he also having an affair? Just yeah. Just, like, snuck in late and slept on the couch? But, like, you think you'd be like, oh, you'd tell police you had an alibi. Okay, so, like, I'm going to come clean because she dead and she can't get mad now anyway. Yeah, maybe he was having an affair with someone real high profile. True. Maybe it was Matt. No, I'm um, But, yeah, it's all a bit... Sus. It's a bit sus. And... Um, look, my, my, my leanings is probably towards FBI. I don't think she killed herself. I don't think it was an accidental overdose because of the book thing. Yeah, look, as someone who needs glasses to see pretty much everything, if you need them to read, you're not going to read without them because that causes pain and yeah. dizziness and headaches. headaches and, um, also, as someone who loves to read, I've never really reread the same book twice like even Harry Potter oh, I struggled I to fully reread I've read Harry Potter like 20 times <laughs> oh no I need I'm not I've never started a reread of Harry Potter I've started and then stopped but like I don't think I have any book no I don't have any book that I've owned that I've read twice really um so I also find that suspicious and of course we know I find the makeup thing suspicious but that could just be me being yeah. real uptight I don't think the makeup or the book suspicious I do think like I do think if you need... Like, if she can't read it, then why is she holding it? Yeah. But it's... It's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Uh, let us know what you think, guys and gals, and all... Everyone in between. Yeah. Um... We have Instagram. We do have Instagram. I couldn't think of the word Instagram. Hence the pause. We also have Facebook. We have Facebook. We have an email address. Elvis of podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe. You can tell us what you think. You can suggest mm -hmm. theories. I love it when people suggest theories because we know you want to hear it and we know where to start. Yeah. And if you're just you're feeling like you need a little bit more Elvis lives in your week, jump on Instagram at 7pm, I was about to say, at 5.30pm, no, at 7pm no, on a Wednesday, 7pm on a Wednesday, ah, crap. <laughs> and, um, it's definitely 7 guys, you can, you can see some of our live episodes that we also record, but if you'd like to see our faces along with the oh my. voices, then you just, you jump on there, some of you guys are gonna, it would be, okay, before you go and watch your first live episode, email us and tell us what you think we look like. Oh, that's terrifying. I know it's terrifying, but how interesting would it be? They're like, KB looks like a 12-year-old, and... <laughs> I think they might... Maybe they think you look older. <laughs> I mean... KB looks like a 12-year-old, guys. That would be the first. I went to a, I just, I, I went into the Let's bottle shop the other day to buy Julie a bottle of wine, and the bottle shop... Oh, the, the bottle shop manager was like, I need to check your ID. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, well, you look under 25, so I need to check it. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. It happens all the time. And then he looked at my ID and was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yes, kind sir, I am over 30. Thank you for checking my ID. And then making the first ever oh, shit comment at my ID. Oh yeah, and then he had to write that down. That's the fun part of that story because they have to keep a log. Yes. So he had to write down his oh <laughs> shit, oh shit, nineteen eighty nine. Oh dear. Anyway, until next week, Timo Supremo. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 